Are you sitting in a space where you are struggling with anxiety? Do you feel like a prisoner to the cycles of depression? Do you feel stuck in your own life and feel frustrated and lost, but yet you know there is so much more on the other side of this mental breakdown? I want to hold your hand through this therapeutic life healing journey. I will help you navigate emotional healing, spiritual growth, and taking massive action so you can align your mind, body, and spirit to completely transforming your life. You are worthy of the life of your dreams, of stepping into your power and experiencing your breakdown as your breakthrough. Hey, I'm Adi. I'm your therapist, your coach, your mentor. Join me as we heal your life together. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Therapeutic Life Healing with me, your host, Adit. I'm so glad you're here. And today's episode is going to be just fire. It's an incredible interview with Linda Garcia, who is the founder of In Lose We Trust. Linda is a stock investor. She came from an immigrant family and is building generational wealth and teaching others to do the same. I'll get into a little bit more of her story, but before we dive in, I just want to welcome you if you're new to tuning into today's episode, if you found my podcast, thank you for being here. I hope that you enjoy your stay, maybe browse around through the other episodes and see if there's something else that really resonates for you, and I hope that it helps you on your healing journey. If you're a returning loyal listener, thank you for being here every week. I just enjoy speaking to you directly from this mic into your heart and just praying over you and hoping that whatever you're listening There's a takeaway for you each time to take into your life on your healing journey. And as I always do, I'd like to give some shout outs to some friends tuning in from all over the world. I see you. I'm so excited that we get to meet here every week together. And we have friends tuning in from all over, from the United States to the UK, Canada, to Australia, Germany, Philippines, Netherlands. Hello, friends out in Spain and Malaysia, Botswana, Finland, France. Hello, friends in Indonesia, Kenya, Mexico, and Singapore. I just want to, wherever you are tuning in from today, thank you, and I hope that you enjoy your stay here. Get cozy on the couch, go for a walk, grab your tea, whatever it is that you do. Let's get ready to dive into this episode. I want to share a little bit about Linda before I do. Like I was saying, she has been an investor for quite some time. She started in 2012. Uh, She is a California native. She has a wealth of wisdom in building generational wealth, especially specifically in the stock market. She's really helping minorities really understand the stock market and pull a seat up on the table. I was inspired from hearing about Linda's story and just hearing myself you know, reflected in her story, coming from an immigrant family myself, not knowing about the stock market or thinking that I can pull a seat up at the table and understand it. It felt so intimidating. And really what inspired me was seeing Linda, who comes from the Latin community, comes from an immigrant family and didn't grow up with money and has money wounds that she had been working on, is still working on and just has an incredible story that she was able to really turn her life around in a way that just yielded so much joy and fulfillment. And I don't want to say success is always about money. It came from a place of just finding herself, finding her truth. And eventually, you know, that translated to her being able to teach others about how to really use money as a tool to build for your family and you can build these experiences by a home and when 
you buy a home, all the memories that you could create in that space. She took $7,000 built over time in the stock market and really grew it to be over 500,000 and counting. She started her own business. She's set to be making a million dollars this year. And more than that, she's helping minority groups again, like specifically teaching them through her stock course and through her podcast. And her daughter has written a children's book teaching children about the stock market. So she's really doing the work right now to show others that it's possible. On Instagram, she shows her portfolio. Linda has a wealth of wisdom. I took Linda's stock course just recently, my husband and I, last weekend. I highly recommend it. I highly recommend investing in yourself if you are interested in learning more about the stock market, not being intimidated by it, and starting small, starting with, you know, even $10, $20, $30, $50. You know, if you have more, then, you know, she always recommends whatever you are willing to lose, start there. She started with just a small budget every month that she would just deploy that money into the stock market. And over time, over the years, she started in 2012 and again, over time, just spent, you know, $100, $200 uh, a month in the stock market and grew that total $7,000 into over $500,000. And she was able to take some of that money out when she needed to buy a house or wanted to buy a house for her family and didn't need to depend on the bank to loan her money with crazy interest rates. She just took that out of her stock account and paid for that down payment on her house. So I highly recommend her course. Definitely take it. Without further ado, I'd love to introduce you to Linda and to together heal our money wounds and be inspired by her story. And she's a mirror for all of us for what can be possible when you really set your mind on achieving more than what you've been taught, that everything is really attainable if you believe in yourself, if you invest in yourself. And there's people like Linda who are teaching the way for others to do the same, that it's not impossible to build generational wealth for you and your family. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Therapeutic Life Healing with Adit. I'm really excited to have you all get to meet Linda Garcia. I've been following her work and actually going to be excited to start her stock course this weekend. And you all get to meet her today and hear her story and hear how she is a wealth generator supporting groups from the BIPOC community that are building generational wealth. Welcome to the podcast, Linda. It's so great to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. It's an, it's an honor to be here. So I would love to hear your story. I know I've been following you on Instagram and reading about it, but for folks who are new to hearing about you and your story, if you can kind of just introduce yourself and how you started in stocks and kind of your backstory to your why and starting in Loose We Trust. Sure. So uh, my name is Linda Garcia and I um, I'm a child of immigrants and I grew up with a very strong scarcity mentality or a hardworking mentality when that you have to work really hard to obtain everything you have. And so, um, I was also a child that was like of spirit, I guess I didn't really, um, see other humans as authoritative figures. So I would push against my parents. I was very rebellious. I didn't do my first communion and I came from a very strong Catholic family and I fought really hard to not do it. And 
I went on a, you know, spiritual journey. Uh, I got pregnant when I was 14. I was in gangs. I mean, I've lived a pretty incredible life. Um, and that really just led me to following, I guess, my inner spirit. And sometimes I did get into trouble and I fell into traps, not understanding everything fully around me. So yeah, I, I went through this crazy uh, spiritual journey where I created a podcast called Let There Be Lose, where I wanted to share a lot of what I had learned because I felt like it was something that was needed in the Latinx community and the BIPOC community. And a big highlight of my life was my scarcity mentality. So I was able to manifest really amazing experiences that I had always dreamed of manifesting and they were manifesting fairly easily. But the one thing that I kept tripping up on was with money. It was like the one thing that I wasn't good at manifesting. And if I did, it disappeared relatively quickly. And so I dedicated a big portion of my life to understanding why that was what the root of that problem was. And the discovery was that, you know, we are more alike than we are different. And that a lot of my scarcity mentality is the same for a lot of other folks in our communities. And so I began investing in 2013. And at first it was kind of like a secret where, you know, friends, family, certainly the public didn't know that I was investing um, and as I started to navigate that and understand the power of the stock market, I got more comfortable at, at um, honing in on what the stock market was. But what was more important to me was that I got really comfortable with wanting to share this knowledge because I felt that we were the ones that were in most disparity, especially during a time of crisis. And so the pandemic really pushed that out of me. It propelled me into the space of talking about the importance of investing and how we needed to do it as a community. And that is kind of what propelled In Lose We Trust. It's so inspiring to hear you speak about your why, because that was essentially why I reached out was, you know, I come from an immigrant family as well. And so to, to grow up, you know, the stock market and investing was something just, I mean, I, I probably heard about it in my twenties. It wasn't anything I even really knew about growing up. And then it felt something so far out of my reach, uh, intimidating. And it wasn't actually until last year that me and my husband started to even invest it and look at the stock market and just kind of play around with some money that we were comfortable potentially even losing because we had no idea what we were doing. And it wasn't as intimidating once we started. And I was so kind of, I was excited that I started, but I was angry that why now at 30 you know, some years old, am I just now learning about this? And it's not as hard as I had imagined in my mind. And it was someone that I had a didn't look like me, you know, mainly I thought it was for a white man in Wall Street. And so it wasn't something that I could play, you know, that wasn't a chair I could pull up. So when I saw, you know, your work and I reached out to other folks who are wanting to build generational wealth and get into stock markets, they were like, you have to hit up Linda Garcia in Loose We Trust. And that's when I found your work. And I was so inspired to see how you grew your stock portfolio and you know, to specifically support the BIPOC community and the Latinx community to really help us understand it and play the game. Why is it so important to you, Linda, and for folks who are listening who come 
from immigrant backgrounds, minority backgrounds for us to get into the stock market game? I don't know why I'm getting emotional. (laughs) Wow, I didn't expect for that question to bring up so much emotion. I truly feel it's a calling. There's a part of me that does feel like almost no choice in the matter. I had a lot of resistance towards it. And for about two years, my intuition was telling me that I needed to move into money and learn about money. And I didn't want to, I would reject it. Like I wanted to throw up at the thought of like, what money? Why? Why me? Like, that's not, where is that coming from? And um, when the pandemic hit and I didn't worry about money because I had invested in the stock market and I knew it was going to be okay because I know how the stock market works. I know that in times of crisis, like the pandemic, millionaires are born. And I knew in my heart and in my soul that I had been preparing for this moment. And then I was going to take the right action with money and that I would get to benefit from the pandemic in exponential ways when it came to money. I felt, I think what I'm discovering right now is that I felt a lot of guilt for not speaking about it earlier. And um, I felt like I needed to just start sharing my portfolio um, and start sharing the possibilities of what can actually happen with very minimal money, dollar amount, and very minimal resources. Because Back when I started investing, you couldn't go onto YouTube and find the types of videos you find now. And now it's like you can go anywhere and really access the resources to start investing. What I did find that was lacking was the resource that looked like me, um, that wasn't a white man, and that came from a scarcity mindset like mine from a child of immigrants. And so I felt that portion of the investing journey was missing. And because there is such an emotional component to money, um, I felt like it would be a disservice to not, uh, to not find the bridge of the emotional component with money and start investing. And so it felt more of like a duty, um, one that I was like given, like, this is what you're going to do. And um, I had to execute it. And even at the, at, at that pivot point, I felt a lot of resistance because I felt scared. You know, what if I'm wrong about the stock market? What if I'm ushering all of these people in and I'm making them lose money? Like it just felt like such a huge responsibility, but one that felt greater than any fear that was surfacing for me. Thank you for sharing your heart and the impact it's having on you. I think that's what draws me and others that I talk to um, who are really inspired by your work and feel like it's possible because it's like, you know, you can hear the authenticity. You could hear the, the person's why behind whatever business that they're creating. And, you know, you walk your talk. And I think essentially, you know, we all are mirrors for each other and for us to look at you and be like, Oh wait, I have a part of my story and her story. And if she can grow her portfolio to 400 K buy a home and 
it's not that far out. You know, that dream isn't now, you know, this like fairy tale that's happening to somebody else. This is somebody that looks like me, grew up like me. And, uh, you know, I could take a course now with her and, and then take that knowledge and apply it like hell. Yeah. So I'm so grateful that you're sharing this knowledge and information with, with us. And, you know, that I was so excited to have you on the podcast because I know, you know, there's women from all around the world tuning in who start to invest in themselves. And this whole podcast mission is about the healing journey and healing money wounds is absolutely so important and part of our money story and, and healing those wounds because a lot of us grew up with a lack of money and, and that scarcity mindset can be scary to invest in yourself. So for a beginner, where would they even begin to start if they don't have a portfolio or they're new to the stock market? What would be kind of some tangible first steps that you would recommend for someone who's a beginner to start? Yeah. So the first thing I want, if I would want anyone to understand anything, the very first thing before taking something that is actionable is understanding their relationship with money. That's like the very first thing. How does money feel to you? The word money, how does the word wealth feel to you? Because I feel like those two words trigger very different emotions where wealth feels like nowhere, at least for me, for a long time, the word wealth felt like nowhere in my sphere at all, where money kind of, you know, I felt like it was evil. I felt like it was bad. And so the first part is to understand how do you feel? Because if you have any type of negative reaction towards money, you're essentially working with an element that you think is not good for you. And so in working with an element that you don't believe is good for you, then you are bound to create an experience that might then not be good for you. And that's not to say that you can't eventually work with money. It's to say that this part of the process needs to be cleared up first. And then for most of us, what we feel about money is tied towards greed um, and it's tied towards just it being evil. And the reality is that in order to generate wealth, you have to be able to let go of money. And so for me, as I started to learn this, what I started to see is that there's actually more greed in homes of scarcity than there is greed in homes of wealth. And so it's important to understand that dynamic. That is the first step. And then there's obviously very simple steps you can take, like opening up a brokerage account that is accessible to anyone with a social security number or an ITIN number, which means that like a DACA recipient could also open a uh, investing account. And then you can take easy action to like um, transfer money every time you get paid. The biggest question at this step is how much do I know to invest? And my answer is always going to be, how much can you afford to lose? For one reason only, because this process is simply about disengaging our emotions with money. So we look at that at this portion of money as something that I can afford to lose. And then um, you let it go. You try to let go emotional ties. It's easier said than done. You might think you have let go emotional ties. You invested into the market. You watch the market start to drop. And those emotions come right back. You're going to discover that you lied to yourself and you didn't let go of any emotion. So I, I don't want to, you know, do like a 
self-promotion here, but I do want to share that I really truly believe that if you are coming from a, a, a scarcity mindset mentality, if you are aware of your personal wounds, if this is something that you truly want to heal, I would like to invite for anyone that feels called to, to join the Wealth Rules Everything Around Me course, just because I lay all of the logical steps But everything that is integrated into this is the emotional aspect that you will experience when you start investing. And I think that is the portion that's missing for us. When we see um, like men that are very comfortable in the space, it's like nothing to them. Like, oh, take this percent of your check and start investing. The experience for us is a lot different. It's not the same. And so I think one of the... The most the resource I can provide is for sure the course. Yeah, I I have some friends who took your course and said it was a lot of helpful information and felt a lot more equipped to start investing after taking the course. I'm taking it myself this weekend, and I'm really excited to to learn more about it because I think it is important to start educating ourselves. We do have a right to pull a seat up at the table on Wall Street, and then why not? Why not us? Linda, what are some some ways that investing has changed your life? Like from before to where you are now, like how has it impacted you, your family by investing and, and getting into the stock market? Yeah, well, this is going to sound really weird, but um, the first thing it has impacted is my inner being. Um, for me, what I discovered is that investing and working with money in this way is a direct reflection of us in the most rawest and purest way. I think for a lot of us that are doing any spiritual work, we can understand that we see one another as reflections. And if someone triggers us, we know that it's a shadow that we need to work on. I feel like that's easy to identify. But It is even much more amplified when you start to actually invest. So that's my favorite part about investing in terms of working with money. But one of the ways that it has impacted my family is that, you know, we were able to purchase a house and all of the money that we put towards the house was 100% profit from the stock market. So it was money that we did not have to work for or, you know, depend yeah, depend on anyone else to give us a paycheck or there was, it was all simply um, the stock market. And, um, you know, when we, I feel like that was such an empowering moment to get to experience that. And I look forward to the continued growth that the market is going to provide for us. It obviously allows us to sleep easy in terms of not being worried on how we're going to pay bills, or if if a crisis happens or an emergency happens, we're not focused on the money aspect. We're focused on the solution um, portion of the of the problem or the healing portion of the problem, which is something that I feel a lot of um, you know folks of color don't get to experience. A lot of the times when we have a crisis, the biggest overarching theme is the money. How much is this going to cost? Where am I going to get the money for this, et cetera? And so it's a completely different experience, I think, to provide a home for my children um, where that's not part of the equation. That's so inspiring. I had a someone ask me a question for you, and it's regarding children because you have children, and I'm sure they're also learning at a young age about the stock market because of 
the the wealth that you've built um, and the knowledge that you're sharing with them. So someone had asked, you know, where to even begin to introduce investing to a child, like an 11 year old, or or at what age would you recommend starting to introduce children to the stock market? Absolutely. So we, I started um, talking about the stock market around my son, his entire life. And so he, from the day he can remember it, all he knows is the stock market, you know, in terms of money, he's very comfortable with a conversation. He can look at a chart and he'll be like, oh, the stock came down today or it went up today. And he even it's I'm going to share this story with you just so you can understand like how, you know, malleable kids are and how it's such a important time in their lives where it should be discussed, not necessarily later in life. Later is great as well. But the earlier you get started, obviously, the better. Um, my son was watching the kids movie. And in the kids movie, they went into a diner and they like robbed a, the diner with like a make believe gun under their sweater. It was just their finger, you know, pointing. And so my son sees this and he pauses it and he looks over and he's like, I'm so sad. And I was like, you're in my head. I was like, you're sad because a man is robbing like sad. That's the emotion you feel because a man is robbing the diner and the kids in the movie were hiding under the the table. And I was like, you're not scared for the kids. You're sad. So I was like, why are you sad? He's like, I'm sad for that man. And I was like, why are you sad for the man? He's like, because he needs money. And I'm like, okay, yes, he does need money. He's like, he needs money. And I just want him to know about the stock market. So I feel like it's definitely never too early, but on top of that, it's normalized as a conversation. So wherever your child is 11, 16, five or two, I think it's important to start. Um, My daughter, who is 26 years old, she created a stock market workbook, a children's workbook. She's been a Montessori teacher for over five years, and she poured her heart and her soul into this. Um, really simple way of presenting the stock market. It's based off of my course. And in that resource, it's just a great conversation to have with your child. What's most important to understand is that the the person that needs to learn the stock about the stock market first is you yourself as a parent. It's not this like you have to know it from within. If you know it from within, your child will absorb it by osmosis. It will become normalized conversation over dinner or in, you know, passing. But the idea here is to just normalize um, the words even. It doesn't have to be too complex about how to invest. Just normalize the word stock market or the word, you know, bull and bear or red and green, just normalizing high yield savings account, I think it would be very helpful. That's incredible that your daughter created the workbook. I'll add that link in the show notes for folks, but is it accessible online for people to order? Absolutely. So it's on um, her website, growwithcolor.com, which we like to encourage for folks to shop her website, but you can also get it at amazon.com. So it's available in um, both spaces. That's amazing. So that's how generational wealth occurs is just kind of passing that information down. Now she's helping others. And that's amazing. It's very inspiring. 
Um, another question for you is just someone asked about a retirement account versus stock investing and should one be preferred over the other in your opinion? Um, so I obviously I do think that a retirement account is extremely important to make sure that you take advantages of what a retirement account can provide because in some cases for a 401k, your employer may match you. So you want to take advantage of the money that is being matched. It's crucial. But I do think that the stock market should also take equal importance. I really do. And the reason for that is because, for example, in my experience where I was able to use the profits off of the stock money to buy my house, where you cut, there is the possibility for you in some cases to use it, break into your 401k, but that comes at a very expensive price. Not only are you tapping into your retirement account, which should be designated for you when you are older, but it is also heavily penalized. Um, and so I think it is equally important to open a stock uh, market account and start investing into that so that you can reap different types of benefits. And in terms of just thinking about, I hear this a lot too, once you invest in stocks and you make some money and like you, you pulled it out, bought a home. Um, I hear from some people too, and they have questions about like fees they have to pay and like taxes on that and kind of can scare some people away from it. So what are, what would you say to someone who's worried about the fees associated with taking the money out? Well, there's a couple of things for the most part, brokerages right now do not charge any fee to begin investing in the market for the most part. There are some smaller stocks that may incur a commission fee, which is about $4, $4.50. I've never seen anything higher than $6.50, but those occasions, any fee, those occasions are extremely rare. So for the most part, in order to invest in the stock market, the fees are almost at zero. That's one thing. The second thing is I want to highlight that worrying about taxes, if that is what's keeping you from investing, I want to highlight that that is a scarcity mindset. That is something that comes up for you out of scarcity. You don't say, I'm not going to go to work today because I don't want to pay taxes. And you have to pay taxes when you go to work. That is part of living in you know, this country. And so why wouldn't you want to use some of the money that you're making where you pay, that you're making where you pay the most taxes because your job the taxes that incur on your job have the biggest liability. Why wouldn't you want to take some of the money that you, that actually goes into your pocket invest it into the stock market where it can grow even further? exponentially, if you leave it in there for a long-term horizon, five to 10 years, um, and then incur a, a much smaller tax amount on the gains, only the gains that you have retrieved. And so, so many times when we're in scarcity, we, we hyper-focus on the taxes and that keeps us out. And it always baffles my mind because I'm like, we don't think that when we're searching for a job or we're searching for a pay raise. We never think, oh, no, I don't want the pay raise because I don't want to have to pay the taxes. So the mentality is the same when you're looking at the stock market. The stock market then becomes another stream of income for you. You're not solely dependent on your job, but it can generate a separate stream of income. Linda, what are your thoughts on what happened with kind of the GameStop, 
the penny stocks, everyone kind of investing. Um, I forgot on Reddit, the name of the account, Wall the kind Street of bet. Wall Street bet. Thank you. Yeah. And, you know, thinking about that and kind of where we're at right now with market correction. Yeah. So I really like what's happening right now with GameStop. And let me just explain why I like it, because I don't want this to get misunderstood. The first thing is all of our investors in, in my group on Patreon, in and lose we trust. I do not recommend taking part of this movement, mainly because there are new investors and this is a very risky play. It's pure risk. None of it is built on long-term investing or building generational wealth. This is a pure risk play. And unless you're on Reddit involved on what exactly it is they're doing, I do not recommend it. Why I do like it is because I do feel that it is an anti-establishment play. And it coincides with what I believe uh, that is taking place right now in the market and what I believed would take place when I saw the pandemic coming towards us back in February when it was at the prime in Italy, is that I believed that we would get to see a transfer of wealth. And what we're witnessing is not just a transfer of wealth, but we are also witnessing a transfer of power. And we are witnessing the transfer of power, not just via the stock market from um, money leaving the oil sector and the bank sector and moving into um, you know, technology, but we are also seeing it in the sense that the analysts that are on CNBC or any other news channel that focuses on Wall Street news is losing its ability to move the market. We are seeing someone else rise in that sector and it's normal folks on YouTube that are able to move the sector and not just on YouTube, but also in chat forums like Reddit. And so what we're seeing is this transfer of power to the people. Now, is it only the people that are in there doing these trades? I believe that there's also some big hedge funds that are participating in order to move the market in this way. I don't know that I entirely believe that it is only the people. I can be hopeful um, that it is and that we have this power, but I'm not completely sure. Um, and so I think it's an important observation to make as GameStop pushed up again today. I think we're witnessing history take place and I'm here for it. I'm so glad you're in this field and uh, sharing your lived experiences and, and teaching others to pull up a seat at the table. Thank you for your work. Where can people find your services? And I'll add them in the show notes too, but if you can kind of go over what you offer. Absolutely. Thank you so much for asking. So on, on our website, inlosewetrust.com, you can find our course, Wealth Rules Everything Around Me. We have, uh, well, we have 10 open slots as of right now, this moment in time um, over uh, for that course, but we will be opening some more up in May as I will be taking April off. And then I have a, a Patreon group uh, for In Lose We Trust for $8 a month where um, a lot of uh, mainly female investors congregate in there and support each other through the investing journey. And I share four pieces of content a month, as well as access to the Discord where I'm on there pretty much daily. 
And then um, you can also follow at in lose we trust on Instagram. And then you can also find me at lose warrior on Instagram. So I always end with this last question. Is there something intuitively on your heart that hasn't been said yet that you would want to leave listeners with? I just want to say that I am not um, an exception to a rule or I am not special or I am not different, that I am actually a reflection of who you are and that I'm here to just remind you of the power that you have within and that anything that um, we see each other achieving, we are all capable of achieving ourselves. Thank you so much for your time, your work. It was such a pleasure to meet you. I'm so excited for this weekend. (laughs) Um, Really, really thankful for you and your time. I know you're busy and sharing so much information with others. So thank you so much, Linda, for being here. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. I trust that you took away some gems, some highlights for yourself in this episode. And I want to invite you to dive deeper with me if you'd like to schedule a one-on-one personalized healing session where we can really dive deeper into what's coming up for you, what you're struggling with. If you're in a place of transition in your life, whether that's relationships, careers, if you're struggling with boundaries, and we can really unpack that together and create a breakthrough session for you go ahead and email me at hello at aditzi.com. That's hello at aditzi.com. It's also in the show notes. I also offer a virtual master course. That's a therapeutic life healing master course that's virtual self-paced at home. And it's guided with slides and videos of me really walking you through a three-week structured program that will help you learn about boundaries, understand fear in the brain and how it has shown up in your life. There's journal prompts and guided meditations. So go to aditzi.com and click on virtual master course to see the curriculum today. And you can enroll wherever you are in the world right away and start in the comfort of your own home today. If you found any value in today's episode, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. I'd love to hear from you and what you think. And I hope that you take care of yourself on your healing journey and take care of each other. Mm